This is V. This is J. This is O. And this is Get At You Podcast. The podcast that's going to allow you to talk your shit because we're going to talk our shit. And guess what? We're going to learn from each other's shit. So come get at you. All right, let's get to it. Yo, yo, yo. Hill. What's going on? Get at you with this. The show, man. This is another episode, and I got a um, question that I'm going to start it off with. And that is for both of you, in any order that y'all want to talk about this. Um, what slash who would you die for? And after that, I want to you know, just kind of pose a couple scenarios to y'all and see how y'all will react to certain scenarios. So any one of y'all first. But I want both of y'all to answer that for me. I'll say I would die for, you know, um, my family, you know, my wife, my kids. Um, and then it's, I think it just goes down from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, depending on the situation, like, if I'm with, you know, my best friends, you know what I'm saying? I'm, it's That's 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 like the next in line. You know what I'm saying? So, um, what about your mama? You want your mama hear this shit, but what about your mama? <laughs> yeah, 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 well, you know what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, like, it depends on, like, you know, that, like, family. I said family, you know, so she she falls into that category. So, here, wife first. <laughs> I know, I know, but you know what's crazy? When uh, I don't know if y'all went through this when y'all got married. You know, when you had to go through like the counseling. And uh, I remember when I got when I first got married. You know, um, we did like the counseling session. And one of the things the guy asked us, he, he said, you know, he gave us that scenario, which I'm pretty sure I feel like everybody gets the scenario when, you know, uh, when, you, when you get married, if you go through that, if you go through this process, the counseling process, it's saying, you know, if you had to save your mother, you know, it was like, he gives you a scenario, like you, if you're on a cliff or if you're on a, you know, if you're in a boat and you got your, you say, you're trying to save your mom in one arm, one arm with one hand and the other hand, you're trying to save your, your, your fiance, right? Who would you save? And you had to, you can only save one. Who would you save? And mm. at the time, now mind you, I was 22, right? Um, and at the time when I answered it, I said, oh, real quick. I was like, oh, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And she was so pissed. But I'm and like, you were only, you were only left to felt like scum of the earth. Yeah, yeah because yeah. you you said you said something a son should say <laughs> in that moment. So, take right. the number. You're not the only. You're not the only man. Right. And not to even to interject. I'm, I'm gonna go into that, but not to interject. But but guess what though? I've heard this question asked so many times to the women. The women will pick their fucking family first, and they don't feel bad. We need to change our thinking about how we feel guilty about things, and I'll sit quiet. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, like you said, oh, like, you know, you make that, you say, you give that, you give that answer and then you have to apologize. <laughs> you What's know, wrong with us? What's you, wrong with us? Because you, you heard our feelings, you know what I'm saying? And right. to your future wife and, you know. But then you ask that question, who would she say first? And not just your wife, you're talking about any woman they'll go save their family first and they won't feel guilty at all. So it's like a mental thing, especially with men like, yo, we got to get over that shit. Like they wouldn't choose. So if you decide to choose your mom, okay, great. You're trying to save somebody who put you into this world, but nine out of 10 times, we're never in those situations where we got to choose like that. So, but right. who for thought? Right. 
What made what made you ask that? Good question. Um, just you know, just trying to just uh, exercise some thought, man. Just trying to create some dialogue and just have people, you know, think about these things. I think we wait till, especially when it comes to death, we wait till it happens to really entertain it. Um, especially mm-hmm. if you don't have the comfort of, I guess, the afterlife. If you believe in the afterlife, I think some people handle death a little bit easier because of that. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the comfort of the afterlife, or if you're like, you know, a little bit, you have doubts, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Then I think when death happens, it kind of just overwhelms us sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of to trying to have these dialogues before we are impacted by these decisions. Because once these things happen, you know, if your mom passes away, or my mom, anybody, I already love her, but I'm probably gonna love her ten times more that she's gone. You get what I'm saying? So I won't really be able to entertain this conversation because I'll be a whole another person at that point. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I um, I've seen, I've seen some things like you know. Uh, you know, I, I kind of um, that stuck with me. What you said is like you know uh, how we how we handle death. Um, you know, kind of like it kind of like slows us down a little bit. You know, what I'm saying trying to you know it, it kind of puts you back in that perspective. Like oh, um, every life is is you know is um, what's the word? Um, shit, I don't want to say vulnerable, but every life is uh precious. Precious, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. You know tomorrow could be you know. <laughs> So tomorrow's not promised, as they say. Fuck so, no. Like, you know, I know for me, like, you know, I've been to, I've been to a lot of funerals, um, and not on no stereotype shit. Like, just people in your family pass away, the old age, and stuff, you know, shit like that. Ain't, and you know, just so I've been to a lot of funerals as a as a child, and I'm just, you know, I I, I see how my, you know, I remember when I was how old I, I think I remember back in 1995. Um, uh, my grand, my great grandma. I went to my great grandma grandmother's funeral, and I, I used to go down to you know North Carolina every you know almost every summer. I you know I stopped by and see my great grandmother, and you know for me when I went to that funeral, that's my first time I saw my grandfather cry. You know my grandfather's you know strong man mm-hmm. that, I, that I looked up to, and you know I knew my grandfather's emotional, but I never seen him cry. And so I was watching him at that as a young age lose his mother, that always stuck with me. You know what I'm saying? And then just going forward, when I, when I see people lose certain people that I haven't experienced yet, I I, I kind of like, you know, empathetic. I'm like, I wonder how that feels. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just, and um, and try to learn from how they, cause you know, no matter how many times you see it or you haven't seen it, you know, it, it is, there's, there's, there's no one way to handle that emotion. Right, right. You know like you can see somebody lose their mother, like, okay, that's how I, I, I know how to react. No, you won't, because when that happens to you, it's a different, that's your mom. You know what I'm saying? That is, it's a different um, yeah. emotion. But it does at the same time, it still gives you a perspective, like, okay, it humbles you, like, damn, you know, he just lost his mother, Absolutely. lost his brother. Like, you're seeing it, and it, it makes you humble, makes you appreciate life for what it is at that moment, because we don't, like you said, Jay, like, we don't really pay attention because we're living life. You know, we don't, right. you know, yeah, we think about it. We think about death when, like every once in a blue moon, but nine yeah. times a day, we just living life, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it don't really hit us until it hit us. And, 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 and D, one thing I want to say is, is that you're, you're absolutely right. You know, when we see that casket in front of us, it's for the moment. And after that moment goes away, we go back to the regular story. Mm. We go back to the regular story. So it might hit us for like a month, a week, depending on how close that person is to you. 
but then the rigmaroles of life has you spinning on a wheel. You forget all about death until it comes to your face again. And it's amazing how we're talking about this on this topic, but why the fuck do we celebrate funerals the way we celebrate funerals? There has to be another way. Stop showing us the body and making us fucking cry all goddamn day long. There has to be a, another way to, to introduce a funeral. Like New Orleans do it a little differently. I'm sure they do it in some other cultures in different ways, but to present a dead body in the middle of the room to me just seems so punishing. It seems so, it just seems so inhumane. And I'm not sure where that culture came from, you know, but this, I know this is why we do it this way, but it has to be a better way versus the sad songs, uh, the dead body in front of us. It should be more of a celebration, like, you know, enjoying life, enjoying this person who's here at one point in time with us, but the culture is still stuck on wearing black and everybody just sobs and mourns and looks at the person in the casket. And then we got to deal with the person who could show the best and sing the best and cry the best and shout the best. You know, I just think funerals need to change, man. If if if, if I'm ever alive to see it, you know, I would love to see a party funeral and shit. Like, let's put the casket away this party. Yeah. You know, just do it a little differently. But I hear what you're saying. It's very emotional. Yeah, yeah. but and I agree with you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, especially for the the mothers. You know what I mean? A lot of times, um, I feel like the emotion, like I don't think any of us, even as fathers, can really understand what it's like when a mother has to bury their child. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. That connection is so deep that I think it's kind of like even to like what Dale was saying, like even with the patriarchs in the family that don't cry, like for instance, my father, we just lost one of his brothers recently and it fucked us up and it's still to this day. Sorry to hear that, bro. I appreciate you, brother. And it's the first time I've ever seen my father cry. Like, bro, who will really be in pain, you get what I'm saying? When you see that, it's crippling. You get what I'm saying? You realize like, oh shit, my dad is a whole baby right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he's a man, you know what I'm saying? He's your, you know, he's your role model, he's your idol on something. And you 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 realize that like you don't like what well, for me personally, my how I felt about my uncle, I didn't realize how much I loved him until he died. Mm-hmm. Like I loved him. And I knew I, I told him I loved him and we had a good relationship. But when he died, it broke my fucking heart. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It made me view things so differently. You know what I'm saying? Even when it comes to my children and my wife and you know, just having a certain bond with my dad and everything, like, it's made me realize, like, oh, shit, it's a, like, I love people, but there's a few of you motherfuckers that without y'all, I don't know who I am. Mm. If I lose some of y'all too fucking early, like, I can't afford to lose none of my kids. I'm not that, I'm not, I'm not a Trayvon Martin dad. Like, Mm. I can't be that nigga that's like, see my son die and then be like, you know, I forgive you or, you know, pray to to God or what, like, I don't know if I'm, like, I don't even know how to eat after that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know mm-hmm. if I like money anymore after that. I don't know mm-hmm. if I like people. You know what I'm saying? I don't know mm-hmm. if I care about people. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be so different. Now, granted, I have more than one child, so I would like to think I would still be able to keep my head up on some level. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, the things that trigger you when you lose somebody, you don't even fucking realize. Like, they favorite ice cream I have you fucking crying. Mm-hmm. They favorite mm-hmm. you fucking in pain. You in the club and a Biggie song come on, nigga. You might break the fuck down and like, nigga, mm-hmm. I didn't really love Biggie like that. Yeah. But they and it's like nobody. That's what even when I deal with people, when I'm like, you know, on the job and shit like that, I try to be more empathetic because I'm realizing some of these motherfuckers that bury their dad, some mm-hmm. of these niggas bury and they assholes when you meet them and they rude or whatever the case may be. But you, re- like when you think about it, it's like shit. This nigga might have buried his mother. 
this nigga might be walking around with that pain every day. So he don't give a fuck about matters right now, nigga. He don't give a fuck about uh, interactions with people because he in real pain. You know what I'm saying? And the worst part about it is that the world don't give no fucks about your little pain. Absolutely. Society just keep the fuck on moving. The bash, you know, if don't let your dad die before Super Bowl, Super Bowl is still fucking happening. Yep. But you one thing, before, and but, you will always but, remember that event. You will always remember that, that Super Bowl time as that. You know what I'm saying? Because it was it happened during that time. So Super Bowl time, mm-hmm. you're not excited because that reminds you of what happened. You and you what? might let other people that love the Super Bowl moving forward just because right. it reminds Absolutely. you of your pops. Right. And one thing you mentioned, Jay, that that you kind of je- you know jogged my mind on is how. How, like you mentioned, if something would happen to your child, you wouldn't want to lit, want to want to eat, you wouldn't want to go out. It, it's it's very important when death comes and it comes closest. We see how valuable life is because when we're like on this little rat race wheel to get up and go, get up and go, and we're programmed. We think every day is gonna be another day, but you are absolutely right, man. When that thing hits you and it touches your soul, you're like nothing else matters, and you yeah. do become transformed mentally. But it's it's it's. It's fucked up that we have to go through that shit in order to say, yo, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Why does it have to be the the the, 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 the lowest of the lowest, the bottom grade, the hitting the fix? That's that's a punch in the mouth. When death happens, that's a punch in the mouth that you cannot return. And that's the only time you say, yo, this life is precious. And I don't I don't know why we're wired that way. I don't want to blame man. I don't want to blame society, but fuck it, I am. Like, why would we have to get to the bottom of that to really see who we are as human beings? And when we see that shit, that's when I know you're we're programmed. We're programmed. And we get deprogrammed after death. And I'm sorry I'm being so wordy with it, but I'm like, yo, that makes a lot of sense. Nothing matters when somebody dies after that. You don't play the game of society no more. You don't play the game of, I gotta talk a certain way around certain people. You don't play the game of, oh, I gotta get here at a certain time. Fuck it, nothing else matters. I'm raw, I'm in my flesh. I'm open to like, to speak how I wanna speak and feel the way I wanna feel because nothing matters. But I love what you said though, man. It changes who you are as a person. But it shouldn't have to be until somebody dies, but that's the game we play in this society. Well, you know, I think too, you know, that goes to our society. Like you said, you know, we don't human, we're not, we don't, we don't live in a, in a society where we value humanity. We value material things. We, we value right. worldly things. Right. And that is our distraction. And that is our motivator. You know what I'm saying? That is our, um, you know, that, that blocks the, that blocks anything that has to do with us, the, the cycle of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, hey. And you see, V, V, you see that, that, what you say is, is, makes a lot of sense. We value material, but the material has been put into us since we were young. Mm -hmm. Grow up, get good grades, get a good job. Now you're in this good job. I need you here on time. Supervise this person. It has been ingrained in us since we were young. So we don't know nothing else except money, except survival. And I'm not saying those teachers aren't right or wrong. But damn, that's the game we gotta play. But you're absolutely right. We figured about life first, man. It's crazy we're having this podcast conversation. It's kind of like, wow, like, it's like slapping me in the face. I don't wanna wait till somebody dies around me to be like, oh man, I should enjoy this person. But at the same point in time, we're distracted every single day. Yeah. As soon as we get out of this car and we start doing the podcast, we go right back into the motions of our day-to-day life. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. And the, the, the fucked up part about it is like, even our relationship, if one of us pass away too soon, that's gonna fuck us up. And oh. we, may, we may not really realize how much we mean to each other. You know what I'm saying? Especially with men, cause we have the ego and the pride. Like it's hard for men to just say, I love you. Absolutely. They feel gay or whatever. Not that being gay is wrong, but that's just something that a lot of heterosexual black men at the very least mm-hmm. kind of we don't want anybody to assume that about us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we fight that so much sometimes, or being soft or whatever so much sometimes that we we disregard how powerful love is and how healthy it is for you to love other black men. Because you can't really love yourself if you don't love other black men. You can't really love your people if you don't love other black men. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't have to be just directly your blood relatives. We all connected on some level. Exactly. And these relationships, they're, they're not something that we can replace. You know what I'm saying? There'll never be another one of you two. There'll never be another me. And once we lose one of each other, it's gonna be a void. A void. Mm-hmm. And, and you're gonna regret. We're gonna regret things that's like, damn, man, we should have did this, man. We ain't never do a guy's trip. Damn, we ain't never do this, we ain't do that. Damn, our kids don't know each other like that. All mm-hmm. those things that if you pass away, while I, I would like to think we could kind of reach out to your ladies, we don't know how she's going to grieve. And if we're not close enough in our day-to-day life now, mm-hmm. after we pass away or after I pass away, I don't know how our wives are going to do with trying to keep that connection with our children. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, but that I'm going off kind of on the tangent. So, oh, I kind of want you to answer the same thing. Just tell me uh, what would you die for or who would you die for? And then I'm going to run a couple of scenarios for both of y'all to answer what would I die for? What would I die for? You know, I thought about it when uh, V mentioned it. Um, I think I, I, I would I would die for the children. I would die for the children because I think once you, you you protect them and you give them a certain type of knowledge that's worth living for, they're transcended to their generation and their generation that comes after. So I would definitely say the children. I would definitely say the children. And the crazy question that you asked that question, it's crazy you asked that question because I always tell myself that if there's ever something that happens, I would have to literally, like, if somebody starts shooting, I would put myself in front of the way because I never thought about dying before anyone, any in my, in my life. I would protect myself, save my damn self. Mm-hmm. But now that you have these little ones who look at you with your eyes of, oh, you're the savior, you're dad, you're strong, you can't let these people down. You oh, know, so- you, 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 you got to be there for them. So I would definitely say the children because they're innocent and they have a lot more life to live. I, I know what this life is. And, and, and there's nothing that I don't know today that will not be there tomorrow. The job is going to be there tomorrow. Bills is going to be there tomorrow. Bullshit is going to be there tomorrow. Humans who don't like you is going to be there tomorrow. So at the same point, I know what life looks like, but I want to give them the opportunity to see at least what life should look like. So it'd be the kids to be out to, to answer your question, the children. For sure, for sure. All right, now. I got some little, you know, maybe tough questions for y'all. Maybe not. I don't know, but let me see. Um, hey, Jay, what you want tonight, man? What are you trying to do here, man? You trying to rattle our brains and shit? <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> you know, I feel like these are conversations. Like, you know, I don't know if any of y'all have therapists, but I don't. And I feel like these are therapeutic conversations to have and things that Agreed. deal with these things. It's going to happen. It's not something that we can avoid. It's going to happen. Right. So, right. I don't want us to have these conversations so that when we reach those lows, we have some type of uh, mental support. You know what I mean? Some type of uh, way to process it and mm-hmm. continue to live for as long as you can live. Because one thing that kept me kind of going after my uncle died is not only my children, it's just also understanding that it's coming for all of us, mm-hmm. even children. And when I when I really settled down on that, it made me realize like I kind of feel 
better about it now because I realize I'm going to die. Mm. Mm. So knowing that I'm knowing that I'm going to die, I'm not as what's the word? I still grieve. You know, I'm still sad. I still miss them. But it's it's almost like my time is gonna come. So even if I don't see you again, I'm destined for the same results, and I'm gonna put my children through the same pain that he put us through. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? he did it on purpose, or he killed himself, or nothing like that. But just him dying, he left a lot of people behind that are hurt right now because of him. You know what I'm saying? And we'll never be the same after that. And I know now I realize, like, damn, I'm that to my little cousin. I'm, I have a nephew now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm that to my nephew. What well, once he's a baby right now? But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna You're the be, uncle. Exactly. I'm gonna be the same. Mm-hmm. Made me yeah. realize, oh, shit, I gotta step the fuck up. <laughs> I'm gonna really man up because I gotta put them in a position where they get something from me. Like I'm gonna start even recording little videos for every birthday that I may not see. You know what I'm saying? So if I if I do die too early, I want my kids to be able to still get a happy birthday from me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that shit is kind of chilling at times when I think about it. But I feel like if my uncle did that, maybe his kids would have something a little bit longer. You know what I'm saying? Something to kind of attach themselves to and move forward with. You know what I'm saying? Like record myself just giving them some advice. Like, hey, baby, you're 25 years, right? You're 25 years old. If I didn't make it, I want you to know I still loved you. You know what I'm saying? I want you to know I still, at this age that I'm at, you might even be older than me when you see this video. Just know that I loved you. I wanted to be here for you. I'm proud of you. You know what I'm saying? If you made mistakes, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Move forward. Fuck that shit. Fuck what society's trying to tell you. Try to be a good person. Define what good means to you. Absolutely. And, you know, don't get overwhelmed by the pressures of society to be this this saint or this perfect person because none of us are. Mm. And you can always improve. You know what I'm saying? But with that said, one of the scenarios I wanted to run by you is how do you feel about, as a black man, if you see a black woman about to get killed, right? Not your wife, not a relative, just a stranger, but she's a black woman. Are you willing to die to protect her and leave your family behind? Mm. That's a strong question. He coming in strong ass questions, man. Um, and you know what's crazy? I'm, I'm, and you kind of answering around it, but I'm answering. But uh. <laughs> I've been seeing stuff lately, like, you know, on social media, you know, they, you know, you stuff up, stuff up, like with, um, you know, women getting beat up by guys and it's like a bunch of guys are standing there filming it. And then you don't know, see people in the comments like, damn, why y'all, why y'all, 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 some, y'all men, like, you know, protect her. Um, and every time I see that, I'm like, damn, I said, would I, would I be the one standing there or would I be actually trying to save her? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the ultimate answer, the ideal answer is like, yeah, I'm gonna jump in there, but I'm hoping in if that in that moment I would do that and not you know what I'm saying like again kind of be conscious right I know for myself I ain't the biggest guy in the world so size wise niggas ain't scared of me you know what I'm saying like <laughs> you know some guys just do shit they probably can't fight with because of their size you know the damages ain't gonna mess with them you know what I mean I ain't that one you know what I'm saying so it, <laughs> I'll probably get tested before anything so dying. I'm, I'm going to try to avoid that, but I, I would think because of the person that I am, I would think that the first thing I would do is um, uh, try to save, you know, try to save her. You know what I'm saying? 
um, and to still preserve my life at the same time. You know what I mean? But I would not. When I say, you're talking about a situation where you're going to die, this is a you have to push her out of the way of the bus, so, and you have to sacrifice yourself. Are oh. you willing to do that for the stranger, the woman that could be a fucked up person for all you know, the woman that could be a pedophile for all you know, a woman that may even, uh, not saying that she deserves to be killed, but may have done things that warrant somebody wanting to be violent towards them. Do what I'm saying? Like, but granted, you don't know all of this beforehand. So mm. you really just outside looking in, seeing somebody about to get attacked or murdered on some level and you're intervening is going to cause their death. Mm. Hey V. Yeah. Are, 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 you, are, are you able to answer that right now? Because as Jay is talking about that, I had a scenario that was similar to that and I want to touch on it. But if you're able to talk on it, I'll fade to the back until you can uh, address what he's saying because I hear where he's going with it. Yeah, you go ahead, go ahead, jump on it, man. Jump on it. So so here, here's my thing, right? And I'm going to tell you the scenario and I'm going to give you my answer. Long time ago, I was living with my lady in the, uh, in the apartments, right? Yeah. It was it was a late Saturday night. All I heard was a woman screaming. We both got up screaming. You could tell a couple was fighting. This woman is a black is a black couple. They were fighting, and um, you heard this man screaming. You heard her screaming, "Get off me! Leave me alone! Help! Help! Help!" And my lady tapped me. We both looked out the window. We saw what was going on. She tapped me. She said, and I never forget these words. She said, "Go out there and help her." I said to her, and I said to her, and this is not me trying to be like I'm, I'm a softy or or a punk. I said, I'm gonna tell you like this. If I intervene with another man and his woman, regardless of what they're going through, that energy that he has for her transfers onto me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going through, but when she tapped me and said, go help her, I was getting ready to walk out the door, but something in the back of my mind says, you don't know what's going on over there. Do not intervene. Call 911. And well, I think I, if I would have went out there emotionally, whatever he had for her would have came to me 10 times over because I'm a male and I don't know what they were going through. So to answer that question, would I put my life on the line? The answer would be no at this point. I would help, but I would help in a way where it's not hands-on, where you have to take my life because I don't know your scenario. I don't know what's going on there. For me to jump in and say, hey, 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 get in all involved. Now you don't gun me down, you don't kill me down. And the backstory is she probably robbed you. She probably set you up. I lost my life because I didn't know the backstory. But V, I'm gonna let you take it over here. But I felt that situation, uh, Jay, because I went through that shit before. But I, I didn't use common sense to understand like, yo, I'm not letting her energy come to me because I'm just trying to protect. I can protect you, but I can protect you in many ways. You know what I'm saying? And that's. And that's pretty much what I was, how I was going to work, like how I was saying it. It's like, Mm. you know, I can, you know, I can protect you differently depending on the situation. Now, if I, if this man got a gun up to you, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, depending on, like, depending on the situation, um, if I, you know, just me trying to, you know, use my wits as well, you know, this is something I I, got to live to see another day. You know what I'm saying? Um, But... It all depends, man. It all depends. Like, because you mentioned something I'm saying about, you know, if she's like in the road and a bus is about to hit her. If I see it in time and I can save her, whether I scream at her or I can pull her, I'm going to do it. But if I feel like, man, it's, nah, she ain't she going to make it. You know, and it is what it is. You know, that's, that's just, you know, for me, like, 
I don't know. I just, I never, I never, I'm the type of person I'm really, I don't never really put myself in like situations where I'm always thinking about survival. Like I'm that type of nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when I'm going, when I'm going into any situation, <laughs> I'm the type, I do think first before I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't, you know, some cats that they just go off rage and they black out and like afterwards they're like, yo, I didn't, yeah, I should have probably did this. Like I'm the opposite. Like I'm be thinking everything. I'm yes, like Doctor Strange and Andre. Like, well, what are all the possibilities? <laughs> yes, sir. You don't get a second chance in this life, bro. <laughs> so like, and you know, so it's like, but um, but yeah, man. I mean, that's that's good. That's a real good question because I do think that um, regardless, something should be done. I don't think it should be ignored. You know what I'm right. saying? So right. I think if anything, you don't ignore something. You know what's going on. Whatever you can help, help. Mm-hmm. Understood, understood. And I mean, I appreciate your honesty with that, you know what I mean? Because I know it's a hard question to answer, you know what I mean? Because I think all of us kind of want to be, you know, uh, helpful to our people, you know what I'm saying? And helpful to just humanity in general. When you see somebody being wrong, you would like to be able to intervene. Absolutely. But, you know, good intentions could get you killed, you know what I'm saying? And um, not knowing the the repercussions sometimes you can pay the ultimate price you know what I mean and I don't know for myself if I'm willing to pay the ultimate price for somebody that I don't know you know what I mean as mm-hmm. fuck and then part of me feels like that's fucked up you know what I'm saying like I feel like the righteous man would die for the stranger you get what I'm saying I feel like you know if you were really you know if you really love your people you should have that energy where you want to die for your people but um, it's kind of hard to say, you know, you, you, we're selfish at the end of the day. We still want to survive. We still want to see our kids grow older. It's hard to say what my role would be, you know, in that type of scenario. You know what I'm saying? I guess mm-hmm. you can circumstance as it is, you know what I'm saying? And you try your best to be helpful. But again, it, it's hard to put yourself out there, you know what I'm saying? Without knowing all of the information. Absolutely. And one of my situations where uh, maybe even like a month or two ago, I saw outside man, basically get snatched up by her nigga and the nigga pulled her into the car and like punched her in the face a couple of times. Wow. And I felt fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like watching it because I have a thing about not calling the cops that's mm-hmm. been ingrained in me since I was young. So my immediate thought is if I'm going to intervene, I have to kill him. I can't mm-hmm. assume that I'm gonna be able to beat him up and then he won't come back and shoot me or kill my, my family members or whoever Absolutely. that he can't to. So I can't play the game of, you know, thinking I could just do what's right, get cheered on by the people for doing what's right, and then, no, you know, sir. Be only in the off. movies, only in the movies. I think, I think, I think too, you know, you gotta, you gotta, but not doing it though. Cause I ended up seeing it happen and then watching basically her and him, I don't know what you want to say, reconcile, but essentially she just ended up going into the car with him after all of that. Absolutely. And I've seen that in my, in my own family where sometimes when you intervene with a woman that's getting beat on, she'll call the cops on you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and that has happened in my direct family. So seeing that, that kind of makes me also, uh, what's the word, uh, hesitant to intervene with domestic problems because sometimes that love between them is so strong, you intervene and do something to him, she gonna give him the information that gets your mother killed. Thank you. Here's the energy that's being transferred onto you. And I and I also, <laughs> too, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, everybody has to play their role and know what their 
quote unquote superpower is, right? You know, and it's been many a times where to something that I could relate to you, it, it, it didn't involve a woman, but it, it involved two two men, right? It involved men. And I didn't know this cat. He was he was about to go off on this other dude. I had I, I was happy to be right there, jumped in between it. I was able to calm him down. My dude was not worth it. You know what I'm saying? He was a brother. The other dude was a white dude. So I'm like, it's not worth it. You know, you know, just like talking him down, talking him down. And it doesn't help that my profession is in psychology and I'm, you know, I know how to, so I know how to do that anyway. You know, so I'm very calm, cool, collected and, and crisis and crisis situations. So in that instance, I was able to use that and he did calm down and, you know, he appreciated, you know, you know, for, for, for me helping him out for it, for it to not to go to that next level. So if you're able to do that, man, do it. You know what I'm saying? But it's, I think ultimately it's off of your judgment. Cause a lot of times, like you said, like when you do see a man, another man, you know, um, uh, beating a woman up uh, I think you know like men like us like we don't tolerate that you know what I'm saying so but at the same time it's about how you approach it you know and again and, and, and that everything plays into it but I think that hey if you come at another man where he's already aggressive he's already like you know amped up and you come at him amped up because what he's doing mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. now y'all fighting and she and it's then, a war and then because like you said you don't know the relationship she can be in an abusive relationship and she's in denial and then she's like oh, I'm gonna call the cops on you boom 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 or something and, like, and you're looking at it like I'm helping you out um, mm-hmm. Where, where you can come come to the situation. Hey man, listen, that's not look over here. That's not cool. Like, you know, like just really talking because that's you, that's not your fight, and you don't have that same energy. So you come in off of different approach. I'm not saying it's gonna work all the time. Might work, might not work. Might they both? Mm-hmm. They man, go the fuck the fuck off somewhere. All right, cool. I did, I did my, I, I try to do my part. You know what I'm saying? Keep it moving. Um, but for I me, think, it's like I'm a pessimist by nature, right? Right. And about, or at least by circumstance. And I say that to say, like, like I said, my first thought was there is no talking him off the ledge. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to punch her, he'll murder me. Mm-hmm. So I, play, right. I can't do nothing but kill him right now. And if I'm not willing to kill him right now, I don't know how to help her. Right. Because again, I don't feel comfortable calling the cops. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't mind calling 911 like an ambulance come for you. But it's very few circumstances where I feel comfortable calling the police. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I call the police and they see me, this big dreadhead nigga with tattoos and shit, they might gun me down thinking I'm the criminal or thinking right. I'm doing something. You get what I'm saying? Or just me being emotional or being passionate about the situation. If I didn't got into it with a nigga, tussled up with him, poked him up with some shit, shot him, whatever, then the cops come. My energy still not, might not be what it needs to be for a white man who's nervous when he see a nigga bigger than him. Mm. You feel me? That's aggressive. That just killed somebody. You get what I'm saying? Even if I did it for the right reason, I don't look like Superman when I kill the bad guy. I look like Joker. You feel me? I look like you know. I look like the villain because I'm gonna. Be, they don't know how to deal with black aggression. Mm-hmm. They don't know, how to, especially black male aggression. They don't know how to deal with that and humanize it. When we get mad, it's the end of the fucking world. You get what I'm saying? When we get we raise our voices and we get a, a wild demeanor. Even me looking at another black man, if it was a white man, I don't think I would have been as concerned. Just because for whatever reason, we have this thing in our mind that black men, when we are big and we strong and we aggressive, it's like we're the most dangerous. It might as well be a gorilla or a lion or, you know what I'm saying? It's a beast damn near. You don't even really see a human. You don't see somebody's baby that grew up into a man. Mm-hmm. And, and for that reason, it was another big dreadhead nigga too when he was doing this shit. And it, I, I immediately thought about killing another black man. 
And that makes me feel some type of way, but I also feel some type of way that I ultimately didn't do anything. Mm. I feel uh, somewhat like a sucker. You know mm. what I'm saying? And I'm conflicted with that because I got daughters, but I know I thought all the way for my daughters. You feel wow. me? There's not a male on this planet that could put his hands on my daughters and I not all the way, or at least do my best to violate him. You get what I'm saying? Because because it's different because you know you have that that's that's your DNA. That is you. You know what I'm saying? Your family is who you know. You, you, that's 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 a part of you. You don't have to think when it comes to your to your to your um, to your kids. You know what I'm saying? To your wife because it's like an automatic trigger. It's like a dog. Like you don't fuck with the family. I ain't thinking. You, I, you, if I feel threatened, I'm jumping at you. You know what I'm saying, but when you think about people outside of you know who who you love and who you really care for, who you wouldn't have to even think about something, that's when it comes to like, well, okay, I don't know the situation, I don't know, you know what I'm saying, like, and I think that's the difference. And people got to be, you know, again, everybody's different, you know what I'm saying, because also too, um, you know, people react first than they think, and some people think first before they react, but. Mm -hmm. People gotta not put everybody in the category like, oh well, you know, you gotta just if you don't jump out there, then you just pussy. Nah, that's not the case all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't put that on everybody. Everybody handle, reacts and handles things differently. And, and as we should. Mm -hmm. I got one more scenario for y'all, right? On this death shit, right? This is gonna be a little, this is a little mystical for y'all, right? If God, like you know, like the story of I think it's is it Abraham? Is who had to kill their son? Well, who who got who who did God ask to kill his son? I think it was Abraham. Okay. If God, God asked somebody to kill his son? Yeah, and then he didn't yeah. do it or whatever. He told a nigga, psych. Yeah. <laughs> he told a nigga, ah, now I was just testing you, nigga. You fuck with me. All right, I got you. But, um, <laughs> but long story short, if God himself spoke to you, right? And I'm not talking about something like a vision or a dream. I'm saying something that you know for a fact. This is the creator of all things, right? If God asked you to kill one of your children, not ask you, commanded you to kill one of your children, would you do it? Nope. Nope, cause you ain't God. No, but no, 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 no. I don't want you to kill you. I feel what you're saying, oh, I don't want God. you to kill Christian I will, demagogue. I, I feel you, I, but I'm saying whatever the actual God is, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it, who it is, we, your interaction with this being or this source of power, whatever, you know for a fact it is actually God in that moment. You're not questioning that. If God, right, the creator, you know what I'm saying? Uh, whether you're thinking of the God of Abraham, whether you just consider it some type of source of energy, whatever. If you had an interaction with God and you know it's God, you're not questioning it, you're not doubting that, you know it's God, right? It's not a dream, not a vision, right? If God asks you or commands you better yet to kill your offspring, would you do it? My answer is no, still. Hell no. <laughs> Heck no. Nah, fuck no. Just no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nah. It'd be a no for me as well. That's not happening. And, and, and not to just give you a no, walk away from the valley like that, but I will say no because from my true understanding of what the energy we call God is, it's, it's life. And if this thing is telling me to take life, then I'm like, wait a minute, you're not what I thought you were or are. So if it's about life and I'm taking life, you ain't God. But okay. Yeah, no would be my answer, yeah. Okay, so now with that said, right? 
would you kill God to save your child? I can't kill energy. Assuming you could, right? Oh. Now, I know, I know all this is... <laughs> you, you, got the fucking, you got the mystical sword, nigga. The one thing that could kill God, you got it, you got the golden gun, you got whatever it is. You, you got some superpowers, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes for you to be able to kill God in that scenario. Jay just, mm. Jay just made you into a demigod and you gotta kill Zeus, nigga. Oh, if you had to at least fight, but I wanna say kill, right? Because I wanted to get I want you to really think about your darkest thought, essentially. I'm trying to take you there. Would mm. you kill God? Because I got one more, and this is the last of the scenario. Well, and, and my answer would still be no, because for me to kill the, whoever we call God, that means I just killed myself. Mm. I just gave my life up. So the answer would still be no. Fuck no, hell no, heck no. You want to no. kill God to save your child. I was making sure that you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, no, because if I kill God, I'm, I'm dead too. So I'm, my child is gone, I'm gone. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. You, you, you're taking it, you're making it like, you're trying to make it more like what it would actually be. I'm saying this in a in a imaginary world, I guess on some level, whatever. You have two options. There's no other options. There's no, you don't die if you kill God. You don't, none of that should happen. You still get to live your life and die a regular life or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But you have to kill God to save your child. If you don't kill God, your child is going to die. Right? And we're not talking about like, you know, this connection that you have with the universe and all that. This God had this is his two choices for you. Kill me or your child dies. And yeah, after you, and that and nothing else changes after that. If God dies after that, the world still moves on as it moves on. You get what I'm saying? But you and you still get to live, you still get to raise a child for however many more seconds or minutes you have left. But you have to kill God to save your child. Would you do that? I still go back to no. I still go back to no because it's, just, it's a lot behind it because, you know, when we talk, I know you're hypothetically speaking, but the way I look at the thing called God is like, it, it to me is confusing when you say it that way. Like when you say kill, like, you know, I, I, in the back of my mind, it pops up like, hold up, I can't kill this source of energy that keeps me alive. You know what I mean? I know it's hypothetical, but it's hard for me to actually get into that role play to say, oh yeah, yes or no, I would. It just, it just seems too like far-fetched, but, to, but the answer would be no still. It'll be no, it'll be no. All right, so you would let your child die to let God live. <laughs> it, it wasn't that I let my child live. I, I, it, it, it's one of those questions where it's kind of like, it's a it's it's strange it's a strange question, but at the same point in time, it's like, you know, you will never kill something that had your back since day one, you know. And then when you put something in the mix that got my heart from day one, it's like a little different. But you could never turn your back on something that had you since day one. Never, never. Mm. Okay, I, I I'm gonna have a a, a response for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, go ahead, go ahead, V. Tell me what you feel. Would you kill God to save your child? No, I kill God to save my child. Um, it depends. What he do? <laughs> this is, these are the options. You don't know all of that. All you know <laughs> is if you don't kill God, your child will die. That's the only thing that's gonna happen. Nothing else is gonna happen. You're not gonna 
You're not necessarily gonna die after that. Uh, you know, the world is not gonna get turned over to demons and no wild shit like that. It's gonna be the regular life that we live in already that's fucked up and beautiful at the same time. But you have to kill God or your child dies. You say you have to kill him, but what if I don't? Like, what if I lose? Nothing else happens. Okay. Just your child dies. <laughs> you don't, like I said, you're not punished immediately by it. The, the world don't know you kill God. You ain't got to explain to your Christian mom why you kill God. You ain't got to uh -huh. do nothing. All you know that happened is you the only one that knows. It's you and God having this conversation. He first he asked you to kill your son. You said no. He told you to kill your daughter. He said you said no. He said all right. Well, you have to kill me then, or I'ma kill you. Hmm. Well, what are you gonna do? You said you said like you said I got those same. Um... I got those same uh, Hercules uh, powers at O'Hare, right? You have anything it takes for you to kill God. I don't know how, what it would take. Whatever, you you have that, nigga. You Hercules, you fucking Zeus, you Superman, Spider-Man, Wolverine, whoever you gotta be. Or, or you know what, maybe make it easy, right? Cause maybe God is too much for y'all, right? Cause right. I can get that. It is kind of hard to, to, to grasp God as a just a tangible thing that you can kill, right? <laughs> Jesus, right? Jesus, right? Let's I'll slaughter, I'll slaughter the shit out some Jesus. I'll stab him. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus that died for your sins, Jesus that loves you, Jesus that got a spot, a spot for you in heaven, all of that. You killed Jesus for your son. For I your should do all that, because I'm believing that foolishness, man. I, I, again. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I gotta respect people who believe in that. I'm sorry. Shit, oh, I want you to just take it as, as plain as possible, because it's not just for you. You gotta remember, mm -hmm. when we're talking these things, it's not really for you and V and me to express ourselves. It's for other mm -hmm. people to hear this shit and, mm -hmm. and question these things. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So I, know, like, I know it's kind of hard to approach it with you because you're a deep thinker, so you're not you're not gonna see this as plain as just killing Jesus. You're already thinking of the ramifications that come with killing God. You're already considering the fact that Jesus is probably not a real person and so on and so forth. I'm saying- Absolutely. Actual Jesus, you're a believer, you love Jesus. Jesus is here to save you. He's here to, just... to bring everybody back to heaven that deserves it. You made the cut. The last thing you gotta do is- <laughs> You made the cut. <laughs> picked out your halo is glistening <laughs> you feel me he got a bottle of wine straight from the freshest water of the earth that Baby. he made he's ready for you he says son son i got one thing left for you to do i need you to kill your son i need you to kill your dog you can pick which one but you gotta kill one of your children for me to know that you with me or for you to make it with me and if you don't kill my ch your children you have to kill me and we and he did that so y'all ain't got to worry about you know not being to kill jesus jesus can die <laughs> he came back in the flesh too i ain't talking spiritual jesus i ain't talking holy ghost jesus i ain't talking like you know uh mist in the air jesus i'm talking a nigga with some hair a nigga with a, a six-pack a nigga with the beard him the nigga that you can shoot you can stab because niggas beat him up with worse with lesser technology we got some wild shit that tear Jesus' ass up right now, right? So if him, that guy came back as a man, as a flesh, and he's telling you, son, you have to do one more thing. Kill your child to get accepted into heaven, or I'm gonna kill your child, and the only way you can prevent that is killing me. What would you do? 
I would say, um, uh, uh, how can I put this? Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And I don't believe in you. So I'm gonna stab you and save my lower man. Understood. V? Yeah, man. Um, hmm. I guess, yeah, I guess I have to take him out. <laughs> I like how I like him, V. Hesitate a little bit. I know it's hurting you a little bit, nigga. I know this is the way. I know you. You might have to say a couple of prayers after this this conversation, nigga. Cause I know you. Don't, you don't want to kill Jesus. I know, and, and there ain't nothing wrong with that either. I don't want you to feel like there's anything wrong with that. But I think, me? I think, I mean, knowing how I am, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, especially on walking with homie. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how you, you know how you rock with somebody, and then they they say something to you that don't like. Oh, that's some fucked up shit. Like, what? You want me to do what? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I ain't rocking with you. Like, I thought we was, I thought we was about this life. Oh, you want me to do that? Um, nah, I ain't. And see, for me, I'll tell you no quick and keep it moving. But I think with me, he keep, keep going on about it. Then I'm going to get mad. And then that's when I'm taking my anger out on you. So I still feel bad about doing it. But the same so you'll time, kill Jesus? Huh? So you'll kill Jesus? I want to hear it. In that situation? Would you kill him? In that situation? Yeah. Uh-huh. He, he told you, he said, either you kill him. Well, I'm gonna kill him, and the only way you can stop it is if you kill me. And you know, we know how to kill Jesus. It happened, so we know how to kill Jesus. He could die. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about he's in the flesh again. I'm not talking like some spiritual thing where it's like powers and you can't really shoot him or nothing like that. He's a he's a, he can still walk on water and do all that wild shit. But I'm just saying, he's the flesh. He's the same dude that can die on the cross. Mm-hmm. So would you kill him? I, I tell you, yes, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on, V. Before you kill him, let me punch him in his fucking mouth. <laughs> and we can move on from that. Thank how you. We, how we, now, how we get to this? Now, thank you. Now, now I, I want to share mine, and then we can move on. Um, if Jesus asked me to kill my child, and and one of the reasons why I pose this question too, because if you believe in the Bible as complete history, this has happened. Right. God asked a nigga to kill his child, and the nigga was about to kill him. And the guy was like, ah, ah, sack, 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 I'll just pray for him. <laughs> you a real nigga. You ain't got to kill him. Now, I see he was about to do it. Even though, mind you, God know the future and all that good shit. But nonetheless, he wanted to see if he'd do it. And once he did it, he was rewarded. That's part of the reason why he's a patriarch, one of the patriarchs. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why he has so much favor, and his bloodline and that story has had so much favor, is because he was willing to kill his own child because his offering wasn't good enough. So mm-hmm. God demanded a better offering. You do what I'm saying? So that's one of the reasons why I asked that question. With that said, not only would I not kill my child, not only would I murder Christ if I had to, I would side with the devil. Mm. If I had to side with God's enemy to protect my children, I would. Now, with that said, there's still limits to things that I'm going to do. Like, if the devil's a pedophile and he's into all type of kinky shit, I'm not going to do anything because just like I don't fuck with God in that moment, I don't fuck with him either if he starts to get all crazy on me. But if I have to kill my child or kill you, you are no longer my, you're nothing, you're no longer anything but an enemy to me. And that even goes for God, the God that has created everything, the God that I will not exist with. To be honest with you, I'm not the nigga that y'all want to have the button. Like, don't give me the nuclear button. 
Because if I have to make that choice between my kids living another 30 to 50 years or killing a whole bunch of people, I, it's going to be a lot less people. And I know it's fucked up. I don't want you to think I think it's good either. I know it's fucked up. But I know for me and my, my sanity, I can't process this world the same way without my children. Agree. I don't. I can't. I don't. I don't love everybody the same way after that. You feel me? I don't value life the same way after that. You know what I'm saying? Oh. If you're giving me an ultimatum like that, I'm willing to go wherever you want to go to protect my children. Now, the exception to the rule is maybe if my child is an adult and my child is a pedophile. I may, in that circumstance as hurt as I still will be for their loss, for, for losing them, in that circumstance, I may not want to kill the person that killed my child because my child has done a horrendous act. Mm. You get what I'm saying? But outside of my child doing some shit that I can't really fathom, there's nothing that will make me even consider sacrificing my child for a God or to prove that I'm worthy of a God or my mm -hmm. love. I don't love you that much. And I, well, you know, the one thing too, you know, because that's that's one of the things I don't do that much. Go ahead, bro. Huh? No, I'll say one like one of the things that was um, going through my mind with that question is like, okay, well, that's why I say, well, what did he do, right? Because like what you said, if he did some real foul, I'm like, I might have some leeway. But at the same time, um, the one thing that at least you know, I still practice Christianity. The one thing that we, I feel like that we um, miss with the practices, with the practice of the Bible is that, um, why don't we question? Um, I believe that we're supposed to question, you know what I'm saying? Um, the whole, like what Abraham did what he did, I, I wouldn't have done that. I would have questioned the whole, like, hold on, what you, why, why, why you want me to do this? You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't, not, I don't agree with it. Why, why you make, you know what I'm saying? Like I would have that dialogue. I would have that dialogue, you know what I'm saying? Because that's dope, man. I'm glad that you would question God as a Christian, man. I think that's dope. What is that? I said that's dope, man. I'm glad that you would question God as a Christian. I, yeah. I don't think many Christians would say that, and that's why yeah. kind of why I'm trying to put that out in the airwaves. Yeah, and I think it, it, that's that's just something. That's another like I, I don't want to. I don't know. If, it's not even a stereotype, but just something that that shouldn't be taboo. That should be normal. You know what I'm saying? If this is especially with the idea of what you we as as as, as the human species on this on this planet, if we look at God as human and he's a father, no father would do that. You know what I'm saying? Or no father, you know what I'm saying? Like no good father, I get what you're saying. Well, what I meant to say is no father's gonna tell their children not to question. Okay, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like we we have kids. What do we tell our kids? Man, you you know. Uh, um, um, you know, push the, you know, push the envelope. You know what I'm saying? Like, ask questions. You know, be, you know, we tell, we tell our kids that. So if I am a represent, if I am a representation of God, if I am in the image of God, then why would I? Why would He do that with me? If, I, if I'm not gonna do that with my own child, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, my child's gonna ask me questions. I don't care if it's annoying. She, they, she just wanna know. He wants to know. Okay, I'm gonna try to answer the best way I can. If you mad at me? I can't, you know, that's, that's, you have the right to be that way. You know what I'm saying? Now, again, it's where there's like levels. There's like respect level. You, you can't just call me on my thing. I'm your, I'm still your father. You know what I'm saying? But it's like with certain things, um, you know, that's what you should be allowed to do 
vice versa with with God. You know what I'm saying? Like you should be able to ask some questions. When you're when when somebody dies that you felt like they shouldn't have died, you know, over somebody else, you question that. Why him? You always hear it all the time. Why him? No. He, he was a good person. Why? Why? You why didn't you take this? You know what I'm saying? Why didn't you take him? This, this shitty ass person. Like, why didn't you take him? I'm not I, we do that all the time. We 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 don't just talk to God when you when um when you are happy, you know what I'm saying? When everything's going right, you know what I'm saying? Like you you're supposed to talk to him because that's supposed to be somebody some a uh, spiritual being that you connect with. So you should be able to be yourself. And it goes that that goes down to just being a father. You should allow your kids to just be themselves and, and accept them and just guide them as best as you can. That's supposed to be the same thing. His his purpose is. If you try to meet some wild stuff like that, I ain't no, that's not going to I hear you, V. You saying fuck God. I hear you. I know that's what you're saying. I feel you. <laughs> well, that's not what I'm saying. No, 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 no. And that's a wrap. It's all good, bro. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. But it's like the same, it's like the same like the same thing. Like when you know, when I told my dad, you know, I was getting when I got tested, he's like, I don't think you should get tattoos. I'm like, oh, okay. The devil's it. work. You know what I'm saying? Still got it. So it's like, you know, does not does he disown me? No. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's, it's things that he will wish I would have done differently. I'm, I'm, and I'm I'm when we look at him as same. You know, I want you to make sure that you also understand that the God of the Bible definitely hates some motherfuckers. He definitely condemns certain people. You know what I'm saying? He definitely uh, asks people to do these things. You get what I'm saying? So it's not like, I know what you're saying because I feel like you're just like, oh, y'all are interpreting God in a rational way, as rational as you can with that type of, you know, just amazing concept, something that's kind of beyond our comprehension. But with that said, the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, God of Abraham definitely makes people in the story make tough decisions mm-hmm. and make sacrifices. You know, God has killed niggas' kids. In fact, God has killed more niggas' kids than the devil has mm-hmm. in that story. You get what I'm saying? God has wiped out a whole, the firstborn of all, uh, a whole bunch of niggas in Egypt, according to that story, because mm-hmm. the Pharaoh didn't want to fucking let, let go of uh, a chosen people. You do what I'm saying? Innocent kids, whether they were royalty or not, whether they were privileged or not, they weren't out here oppressing people like their parents were or like the society was, that structure, you know, that system was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they died. The firstborn of all of them that didn't have the blood over the door, they died. And if that God is real, as that story suggests, he may one day make another decision like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And in those circumstances, I think a lot of people, assuming that all that is real, right? A lot of people are going to have to make the decisions that may, uh, to me, make me become an enemy of God because I can't I can't fathom even being around a nigga that's wanting to kill his kid because God told him. you feel me now if you're saying it is one thing but if you actually do it like if we are actually in that circumstance and I see a nigga give up his child because God says so like nigga you yeah. can't be around nothing around me nigga yeah, you're smoking rocks or something feel me because if you don't if you don't love your child more than essentially everything else, I don't know what your limits are. I don't know what would, if, if you'll kill your child for God, nigga, you'll rape my daughter for God. <laughs> you feel me? Cause we don't, 
because rape is not as bad as death or murder. It's fucked up. It's horrible. But you still get to move on on some level. I'm not saying you'll ever get over it, but you still get mm. to live life on some level. You do what I'm saying? So if God can ask you to kill your own child, there really aren't many limits to what he can ask you to do. And if you're asked with those types of questions or confronted with those types of situations, I don't know like what people, like what a Christian is at that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like a Christian might be the worst thing on the planet to me at that moment. I might have to try to get every Christian out of here at that point if they're willing to go that hard for God. Uh, and as we segue into another topic, we're leaving the old good old religion. <laughs> and later, I'm telling you, get at you is a conversation topic. Just have an open mind. I'm not scared of Christians. We're trying to scare the Catholics. Anybody's just food for thought, right? And what since we're talking about food, you guys want to talk about veganism? Um, Kick it off for sure. Oh, oh, you, you, oh before, before you before you go on, go ahead, go ahead. I, I'm not scaring any religions. So let's let that be known. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> what you say? You said fuck religions. What you say? I said I'm not scaring no religions. That's just be saying it. I'm not scaring no religions. <laughs> okay, I understand, I understand. So uh, according to a, a Gallup poll, um, I guess this this we're gonna segue into veganism and specifically for African Americans. So according to data analytic firm Gallup, non-whites in general are more likely to reduce meat consumption uh, versus African-Americans. But a new poll is showing that a few more African, a lot more African-Americans are actually going vegan and they're actually giving up meat because, um, you know, we seem to be leading in all of the, um, in all of the, uh, the cases as far as diabetes, high blood pressure, obesity, um, and I think African-Americans are changing their concept on what food really is and how food can affect the body. So I'll just love to touch on that for a bit. Um, myself and my family who are vegetarian and vegan, man, it's been a long journey getting there, but I always tell my, my friends and my, I will go to the grave being vegan because I don't want to eat anything that has to die for me to, for me to live another day. You know, once the plants are here with its fruits and vegetables and, and, and the grains and legumes, I know I can survive. But it's great to see that people of color are actually changing the way of doing things. Because if you look at the um, the old Southern diet, the Southern diet consists of, you know, just all plant-based food. It can, it can consist of many other things that become unhealthy, enslaved food. But I love to see people of color actually making that transition. I actually want to know what you guys think about that transition and, you know, what your dietary needs would you guys also consider going vegetarian or vegan? If you are, if you aren't, I'll express your thoughts on it so we can have some kind of dialogue. Yeah, I, ideally, uh, I do. You know, um, just looking at um, what is being put into to food now. I mean, it's so hard too at the same time. Like, you know, even stuff that they tell you that is healthy, but you have to double check because it could just be, they say it's healthy, but look at, you got to read it, you know, or you have to know. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's super hard to, like if you go that route for one, I mean, eating um, eating healthier is, is more is more expensive, which is a lot of reasons why people don't do it. Mm -hmm. um, also with the stigma of, or the stereotype of, you know, healthy food doesn't, don't taste good. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, just like you said, just, just also too, just for trying to really find out what is really healthy, what is really organic. 
that whole like that's, that's a lot of work for a lot of people who just used to just not having to think about that uh, you know uh or used to just going to you know a food a fast food restaurant real quick just to get something you know um and you don't really think about it until somebody until somebody you know mentions it you know like i'm always in between like I, i'm i'm kind of like back in my health health kick working out and sometimes i'm eating real healthy you know and then mm-hmm. you know i might i might I might lapse and just go back into just going to McDonald's or something because it's, it's quick and easy. And then, like, I was watching this comedian the other night and she was saying, like, you know, you ever wonder why them them uh, them uh, dollar hamburgers and and chicken nuggets are, is a dollar? Like, why? How's your, how's your burger a dollar? Like, it should not be, you know, it's, it's cheap for a reason. And the way she put it, it made me like, damn, you know what? Yeah, I really should not be eating that. You know what I mean? And, um, but it's just like again, it's a it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle change too. And I commend you because you got your whole family to change. Like you know, it's kind of hard to get everybody else on board, especially when you're not the one cooking. Yeah. And your yeah. Lady, you know, like my lady, you know, she's cooking the chicken, and 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 she and don't get me wrong, like our house, we do a good job of, of trying to keep a, a perfect balance, not doing too much of anything. But mm-hmm. it's still like I, I kind of like we can do better, but at the same time, not the one cooking. So it's like it's kind of <laughs> hard too to like get the whole household to be on the same page so you won't have to be tempted to just be like oh i'm, I'm gonna eat this but y'all eating that you you know what you you you, you raised two two great points and, and the first one you raised that i wanted to touch on was you mentioned you know healthy food doesn't taste good and and you have a point it doesn't good because man man has found it's evil ways of tricking the taste buds and tricking tricking the brain and that's through salt sugar and fat once you you put salt, sugar, and fat on food, it becomes addictive and it has a taste to it. But the natural foods that we're supposed to eat, we're not so used to those tastes because throughout our life, we've been eating the processed food. And while we're eating the processed food, we're only used to a certain amount of taste. So again, if it's not salt, sugar, and fat, then it becomes, it's bland, it's it's plain. It's not, you know, it's, it, it, it's not fun for my tongue as most people will say. So again, it's, 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 it's all science. Man has found a way to make his food become pertinent over the food that comes from the ground. So yes, the taste is different. I'm not even gonna lie, we all eat processed food. You know, there's no way you can escape processed food, but if you taste processed food, processed food is addictive for a reason, because salt, sugar, and fat. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned, and you had mentioned a couple minutes ago, um, uh, it's actually jar, jar, jar in my mind right now, but you just mentioned, I wanted to touch on too as well. But yeah, it, it no, the healthy eating part as far as like not controlling the stove. Shazar Ali, a great author, right? A message to the black man. She said the same thing in her book. She said, hey, look, most men, and this is not according to you, this is not pertaining to you, it's just pertaining to what she said in her book. She said most black men, most men of color want to change their diets, but they don't control the stove. It's normally the woman who controls the stove at home and that woman does not want to change. Mm-hmm. That woman may not want to change because of religious reasons. She may not want to change because of cultural reasons. She does not want to change what comes out of her pot because, of course, that's what her mom taught her and that's what her mom, mom, mom taught her. So when I hear you say that, it goes right back into Shaza Ali. And I said, wow, a message to the black man. It's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. difficult to control the environment when you don't control the stove. But mm-hmm. going back into anything else that we're saying, it, man, it, it's, it's, it's great to venture out there and see what, we're supposed to be eating because everything that we're eating right now is being created and touched by a man and doesn't really belong in our body. Our bodies are so strong, they can endure all this bullshit we put inside of it. 
But if you give it that stuff that actually come from the ground at least a month or a week, you will see changes in your body. And that's one thing I tell my lady and my children at home. If we're gonna, we're vegetarian and vegan, so we're eating a vegan patty, a vegan burger, or vegan whatever it is, add raw food to that scent, raw tomatoes, raw avocados, lettuce. You want raw food to go to it, because even if you're eating processed, also eat raw at the same time, if that makes any sense. So it, it, it has its ups and downs, but I hear what you're saying as far as cheap food and fast food, it does have its implications, but I mean, it's in our culture for a reason. It's in our neighborhoods for a reason. Oh yeah. yeah it's gonna be, it's gonna be. And I'm kind of chiming on that. Um, I think a lot of it is also, which kind of what the, uh, V was kind of pointing to was that it's the convenience of it. You know what I mean? Like when you, we have so much access to bad food, for lack of a better term, that sometimes when you're on the move and you're moving around, you're running around, you're working, you got so many mm-hmm. options to, to eat chicken. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. kill chicken and, and prepare chicken in so many ways. And at the end of the day, even though I'm sure that it's ultimately a chemical thing, it's like, you know, taste is, uh, you know, it's just like art. It just depends on the person. You know what I'm saying? Everything isn't like, because other cultures eat shit that we won't eat. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? So it's not so much that it's actually what tastes good, it's the the addiction level that you have to that processed food, to those sugars, that salt, those Mm -hmm. fats. You Mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? And like, for instance, I tell a quick story about myself. I was vegan or vegetarian, vegan-ish, whatever you want to call it, for about three years up until I took my daughter to Legoland, right? Me, my wife, and my two kids at the time, I'm about to have a third now, but my two kids at the time, we went to Legoland, right? And in the process of being there for about five to six days, I couldn't find no fucking vegetarian spots or vegan spots that were good, right? (laughs) I'm on vacation mode, so I'm not really in the same uh, position to just like, like cook at my on my goal or right, as I feel because I'm also trying to get shit done while I'm there. I'm like, nigga, we gotta see every, we gotta make every dollar count. We need to go here, we need to go to the beach, we gotta go to the pool, we gotta mm-hmm. make sure that we every fucking character, you gotta take a picture with every character in this fucking thing. <laughs> catch every ride and in the process of that, I don't, I wasn't preparing my food like I normally would. And a nigga started eating chicken that week, right? And I've been eating chicken ever since, my nigga. Like, it's, oh, so, it's so fucking hard to let this shit go. Like, I'm a oh, whole dope fiend, man. I'm a whole dope fiend right now. Like, I every day I'm going vegan, nigga. Every morning I wake up, I'm not eating no more fucking meat. Oh. And I see some fucking jerk chicken on the grill, nigga. Oh. I see some fucking curry chicken. I see some oxtail. I see some fucking beef, not even beef, because that's not really my thing. I like them, but you know, I, you know, I grew up in the country, so it's not really as much of my day-to-day eating like most Jamaicans or people that have a Jamaican background, you know, like people would suggest, think at least, beef patties mm-hmm. is more like something you go out to eat in Jamaica. It's not something that people really make at home. Mm-hmm. But I'd say that to say like, you know, it's so hard now, man. And I have other options, but the food is so, I don't know if you want to say it tastes so much better or whatever, but the, the addiction that I had to fucking salt at this point is sugar and fucking, you know, browning and fucking all these type of seeds. Even though you can do this shit to vegetables too, it still don't have that same effect, man. It's like mm-hmm. chicken is a motherfucker, man. That nigga, you know, you kill him, but he definitely get the last laugh. Or her, mm-hmm. you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You kill, you kill chicken, but she gonna kill you, nigga. It's only a matter of time she gonna kill you back. You feel me? So it's like, I think the struggle is access. You know what I'm saying? You have so much access to other shit and 
like like uh, O was saying earlier, like we've been groomed, like it's been like we've been made drug addicts. You know what I'm saying? Mm. By the people that love us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like grandma made you a drug addict because she know how to put her motherfucking foot in it, like you said. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She, put the, she you might eat some greens, but nigga, when she put that turkey neck on it, nigga, you feel me? You lose your fucking mind. You get what I'm saying? Like it's a part of Thanksgiving for you now. It's a part of Sundays or whatever. You know what I'm saying? When you go uh, to grandma, you like this is a part of my life now. Right. This is what your kids gonna see. And if your kid don't like it, like nigga, you don't like what? You don't like fucking greens and turkey neck, nigga? Like you you lose you you almost feel like betrayed that your kid don't like some of the shit that your family grew up on. You dig mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. if you, you know, marry into another culture. Don't marry into another culture and they like they shit more than your family shit. Mm-hmm. You might feel some type of way. And I say all that to say it's like it attacks you on so many different levels when it's time to really become vegan because it's while I in my heart of hearts I know that that's probably the best way for me to live especially raw because that's mm-hmm. a, another thing that you know you were saying oh um, when it comes to really being vegan there's levels to that shit there's unhealthy vegans yes too. yes a whole bunch of fat vegans out here too because they fucking up pasta. Absolutely. He's right. They're not murdering animals, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. but they still are fucking their body up. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And to go to that raw vegan mm-hmm. shit, that's a whole nother level. Because then when you get real, real with that shit, you're going to have to start growing your own shit. You can't even trust other motherfuckers anymore. You, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. You're climbing that ladder. You're absolutely right when you say raw. And then you, you climb the ladder by also saying, when you go raw, you have to grow your own shit to stay away from pesticides. So you are absolutely right. And it, it is difficult at times to say, you know what? I got to go completely raw. Because you're still going to the fucking grocery store. If you do go completely raw, I'm talking about full organic raw, you got a garden back there. And like I'm saying, it's tough. It's not to say, hey, look, Look at me, I'm going raw. No, sometimes I put the process on, but I have to remember, I gotta. I tell my children at school and children at home, trust in God's food versus man's food. Man, it comes out of a bag in a box. It tastes good, but go pick something from the plant. And they love that pick cardboard something. box food. Say it again? I said them kids love that cardboard box food. Oh yes, they do, because it's, that's what we're used to. That's what we're used to, and it has no nutrients. Man can put, oh yeah, it has zinc in it, it has thymine and all that, but those are not organic nutrients. Organic nutrients come from anything that comes from the ground or from the earth. You have your, you have your zinc, you have everything inside of that, in, in that plant that you need, and you, you consume it from there. But, uh, but going back into what Jay was saying, man, you know, when, when you told me a story about, you know, going out with the kids mm-hmm. and not being able to find, you know, the food that you eat to nourish your system, you have to come to what was there. You know, I took a gasp because I always told myself, I'm like, yo, well, if that ever happened to me, how would I maintain? And one of my favorite artists, his name was Luton, Luton Fox. He said something in one of his rhymes, and I was just like, yo, I'm gonna live and die by that model. And I'm gonna say it, but I'm gonna break that shit down. He said, Menaga yam now I'm even when drop the And I said, what? This man said, I'm not going to eat no ham, no meat, even when drought is on the land. So the man basically said, I'm going to give my life if I have to kill another animal for me to eat. And I said, wow, that's what I'm living with right there. And, and, I, and I feel your story, too, because I always think about those days like, yo, what if there's nothing around? Yeah, you can grab a quick salad, you can grab a quick banana, but you're still going to be starving with those hunger pains. But I told myself, man, and I'll be honest with myself, I'd rather kill myself before I eat another animal. I'd rather die before I eat another animal. 
that's dope as far as your discipline in that level. Like that's definitely uh, something that's commendable and something that I admire. But I don't have that discipline yet. Feel me? Right. And I'm trying to get to that space, but it's hard. You know what I'm saying? And um, also, like kind of what what V was saying earlier too, when it comes to just the prices of food, being vegan is expensive. Yes, it is. That's, that's not a, a a broke man's option. No, real, real, real. Unless you no. are a, a complete naturalist, if you can really live off the land, like don't give a fuck about bills. You can build your own house. You live in a remote, some type of shit like that, or you living in the, in the nature, in the woods, whatever. If you're not one of them niggas, it's very hard <laughs> for you to afford a raw vegan diet. That's, oh. a whole, that's a whole job in itself. Yes. It's very hard to do that. You get what I'm saying? You're going to have to be able to afford to have a relationship with somebody else that tends to your vegetables, tends to your produce or whatever, your fruits, whatever, because you can't work and do that. Jay, Jay, have you ever heard of a place called Gangsta Vegan? Yes, I heard of it. I think so. Talk to me though. Tell, tell me about it. So, so Gangsta Vegan is, is this new is this new trendy spot that came out? It's a vegan spot, black-owned company. So I've been hearing so much about it, and it's in Riverdale, which, which is not too far. It's, it's in Maryland. So I went out there because I'm, I'm gonna support the vegan spots wherever. I literally raw food, of course. Give me the give me this. Give me the cabbage. Give me give me the the, the avocados. Give me what they got their fancy name for whatever they call this salad. So I get the salad and I get the raw juice. I love, I love the combination of both. Give me the raw juice. You know what's when my meal came up to my man? I'm gonna let both of y'all just take one guess. You know how much a plate and a bottle of juice came up to from Gangsta Vegan? I'm gonna say $30. You, you hit the nail on the f- $30. $30. And I wasn't mad because I understand how the game is played, right? Everybody wants to stay healthy, I get it. But I looked at this shit though, uh, 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 Jay, and I said, you know what? I could have made this shit at home. But just going back into what you're saying, 30 bucks, man? And that was just for me. That wasn't even for the family. That was just for me. My family wanted to eat somewhere else. They, they ate, I think it was Busboy and Poe's and had, and had a vegan menu too as well. But I said, let me try and get gangster vegan. Let me throw dollars into this, this natural eating. 30-something bucks, bro. And that's what I'm saying, nigga. You want to have to be a, a nigga that got money, a lot, a, a lot of disposable money. Right. If you consider that the average American prop at best makes like fifty thousand dollars a year, you and the average right. American makes less. Absolutely so, right. You know, if if that's the case, how the fuck do you do that and still go on vacation once a year? How the fuck do you do that and still dress however you want to dress? Is it really a feasible thing for the masses to to try to to, I guess, take on? You know what I mean? Like, can, yes, I do believe we can all stop eating meat. You know, if that's the end all be all, just not killing animals anymore. I think that we can definitely do that. But to live uh, completely, or if not all, let's say many of us can, to live completely like a raw vegan person, I don't know what you want to call them, or what the terminology, you know, what term they're called, that community's called, I think it's very hard for a poor man to do. You know what I'm saying? For a poor man that works. But Jay, Jay, let me ask you a question. Sorry. And we both come from a farm background. That's what I. That's what I. That's what our ancestors ate. And I'm not even talking about ancestors as far as like hundreds of years ago. I'm talking about our fathers, our mothers, our, our grandmothers. That's they ate off the land because, and they were poor people. You know, that's the common That the fact mm-hmm. is that they were poor. You get what I'm saying? Like and they were poor to the extent of working while they did work. They didn't have as many options as we do. Right. 
You get what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's limited to do that when you have as many options that we have. And when most of us or many of us live in metropolitan areas, so we don't necessarily <laughs> have the land to, you know, to just grow shit on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you live in an apartment, how do you do that? Do you you save up enough money to buy land and still afford your bills? How? Well, 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 they have raised beds. People are doing that now in the city, but I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, yeah, back then we did have, but now it's like you can have a raised bed on, on your balcony and can grow tomatoes and grow some 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 carrots and, and, and grow whatever you want to grow on it, you know, How but it won't it won't be as abundant. It won't be as abundant, but you can at least grab at least five things from that, from, from, from a raised bed garden. But I think you're thinking about from your perspective, like you're able to do that because you're willing to make whatever necessary sacrifices to be able to afford that. Can the poor black man, because you're not poor, not saying you're rich, but you're not poor. You get what I'm saying? And when I say poor, mm -hmm. maybe we are all poor as far as what the, the rest of, or what, let's say the the white community is in America mm -hmm. or the Asian mm -hmm. community is or the Middle East or whatever, like they make more money than us as a collective. But, well, maybe not make more money, that, that, that each household makes more money than us. But mm -hmm. um, can we do that? Can our niggas from, you know, from the projects do that? And, and, I, and, and I think we could. I think we could because like I said, when I'm, if I'm thinking in the back of my mind, when you mentioned the fact of, okay, incomes, okay, great. A, a, a raised bed, okay, how can you, bucks okay let's say we get our seeds and we got our potted soils and our plants and stuff like that another 50 bucks i say a buck 50 to 300 dollars if you want to go all out but anything from a buck 50 can get you started and you can start growing some vegetables in, in, in just on wherever in your in yard on your, on, your, on your deck on your balcony wherever it is but i think it's just, it comes with the information of not knowing we if we truly knew how much we could sustain throughout life by eating natural I think people of color and people all over the world would invest more into like a garden versus kind of like the material. Because I think we mentioned that with death earlier, like we don't really think about taking care of our bodies until someone dies. We don't really take care of our emotions, our, our physical or emotional well-being until somebody dies. And I think we're all still distracted. We just think, hey, this body's gonna be around forever. If I throw a McDonald's chicken sandwich in it, if I drink some water instead of, my body's still gonna be around. But it's gonna be a day when one part is gonna go out and I think one medical expert said it the best. When one part goes out, it is hard as hell to fix that part mm -hmm. because now you have to go to the man and man has to pop a pill for you, not knowing once you weed yourself off that pill, the body can heal itself. But going back into what you were saying, anywhere from a buck to a buck 50, we can start that shit. You can start your own, but you have to have the knowledge of it first because a buck, a buck 50 might go to a light bill or it might go to clothes. But if you knew how important those vegetables were to your body and how it actually helps you, then you wouldn't really want to invest in it. You just think it's just, ah, oh, here's this food, it's all good. I'll get this shit somewhere else. But I think we can afford it as people. Okay, but now V for you, I'm gonna ask you a question about that same thing then. Can you afford the time though? Let's say you have the money, because I know you can afford it, right? Financially. Can you afford the time to basically be a farmer after you're nine to five? You know what? And that's a great question. That's a great question. After you're nine to five. And it's a yes and no. I'm gonna say yes. I can afford the time. And I'm speaking to somebody else who, who's gonna say yes. When your body breaks down and you know you're on your last fucking limb, 
find the time because it's now it's between death or life you'll find the time but if i'm not in that situation i'm caught up in a rat race the answer is no because i'm gonna think about tomorrow paying the bills i gotta do this i gotta do that i'm gonna say fuck my body but i gotta go through this and that and go through this and that and make it through another day so it depends on the circumstance i'm in a situation where yo i realize my shit's about to crank out i'm gonna find the time but if i'm not gonna crank out uh, i'm gonna push it off to another day another month another year, however it may be. And that's just a human thought pattern, anybody. I'm just saying, that's how the shit is. Like, you're not gonna put time into it until the shit gets you in your face, just like death. V. Talk to me, V. What's the question? Can you reiterate, can you reiterate okay. Can one part, all right, first question. Can you afford it financially, which I'm sure you can, right? But can the average man afford it? And then secondly, can they afford the time? Like the time that it takes to really grow produce, there's some effort put into that. It's not some easy shit to do. So, especially if you want a balanced diet, you know what I'm saying? It's it's cool to, you know, grow a t some tomatoes and some lettuce, some shit that's a little bit easier to cultivate. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe even some kale. But when you're talking about, you know, uh, the full variety of diet, especially specific to certain people, ethnicities, so some people need certain things more than others. How do you afford the time to learn how to grow fucking sea moss or turmeric? <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Or uh, beets and lemon and mm -hmm. uh, avocado. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Can you really do that? I think I think anything's possible. I think. Um... I think it, I, I definitely think it's possible. It all depends on where you put your money and how you and what you know what you're willing to um, what you're willing to sacrifice. Um, I mean, you, you got the you you will have the you know the problems of you know well somebody who's never done it. But I mean, and I say this because you I've seen I've seen people from less than you know living a certain lifestyle but they're taking the time to do that and i get you like i was saying sometimes like you're in a financial um struggle and you you work more than you have le uh, leisure time um it's it's still a mindset because it's like well it's easier if i just go to mcdonald's real quick and then be having to cook it or you know plant something you know do it on my own um, right so yeah I, I see all those factors but is it possible i definitely think it's possible um, it's just really, truly balancing, um, where you put your dollar because, um, you know, like I was saying earlier, um, eating healthy is very expensive. Um, but for the same people that, and I'm generalizing, but for the same people that would say, oh, eating healthy is very expensive, they would go out and get a Gucci belt. They'll go out and buy some J's, you know what I'm saying? Um, that is out of their is out of their budget, you know what I'm saying? It's out of their, you know, they they would spend the whole check on a, on, on on something that costs way more than their rent. But you won't put that same energy towards food, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like our mindset and where we and where you know what is a what is a priority. I'm not saying it's easy, because definitely doing that is hard, you know what I'm saying? Just like changing. Like I was saying about changing, um, going from vegan to um, going, like trying to go into the vegan lifestyle from eating, you know how I 
how we as Americans eat on a regular like this. It's, it's, it's a lifestyle change. It's hard. It's not easy. Um, but it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. But it, like I just like all like knowing where we come from, like li living in the you know the D.C. area, Baltimore area is like I said, like you know people looking at what you got on. So you got to dress the you got to dress a certain way. You got to status quo. You got to have certain cars. You got to have certain shoes. So it's like. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're, it's, it's so easily distracted living in like, you know, the metropolitan area of the city um, to even try to like, just say, you know what? I don't care how I look. I don't care what I drive. I don't care what this look like. I, I'll make sure I'm gonna have, I'll make sure I'm eating right. Make sure that's a priority. Mm -hmm. And you know, that those are the struggles, but I definitely think it's, it's I definitely think it's possible. Um, it's definitely possible. Because you know, it's crazy. Like, I mean, and I'm not trying to, I'm just looking like I was, I was my point my one of my points was you know it's about how you spend your money because there was some I've heard stories like guys making about uh, you know a, a guy making twenty five to thirty five thousand a year his whole life and the way he put his money to a side again I didn't, they didn't mention no kids they don't mention none of the other stuff but it was saying like what he what he was making with that he was able to retire and still live off that money so where you have people that make six figures to six, six, 70,000 and 6,000 and, and, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, you know what I'm saying? Like not saving nothing. So it's like, and I, every circumstance is different too, but it's just like, it's just crazy. Like it's just the mindset and trying to like, I mean, working what you would, it's all, it's, it's, I think it's like, it's, it's what you want is what you put your mind to. You know what I'm saying? If you, that's what you want, you're going to find a way to get it. You're going to find a way to maintain it. And, Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So we see and that. Also and it also comes with the knowledge too like you know like you said have the time and energy but once you have the knowledge of something like like for example if i don't want to keep putting it, but i'm gonna put most of it in school like if school or whoever educated you properly and what food does for we're we're america's a, on a sad diet the standard american diet right it's called the sad diet and when we talk about this food pyramid and the my plate stuff we're basically to eat processed food and it's kind of like when somebody really sits you down and teach you and educate you on what these things do to your body as far as organic food how it can sustain the cells in your body i can encourage hair growth how it can encourage smooth skin how it can encourage strong internal immune system if somebody actually educated us on this and we can we can say hey look you don't want diabetes because it's what happens when you eat this food over here it doesn't cause it you make more of an effort to put that stuff inside of your body but we do the opposite in America. Mm -hmm. We wait till your shit break down, then tell you, hey, you should have been eating this a long time ago. Right. You should have been doing this a long time ago. And then you're all caught up into it. You're like, damn, I'm about to lose my limb because of diabetes. I'm overweight. I have high blood pressure. And all I know is this sad American food, sad American diet food. And I keep eating it, eating it, eating it. And now you're telling me I need these actual foods right here for me to survive? It's going to be hard for my taste buds and my palate to change because it's what I'm used to. Mm. So it's about educating people and I, and I just telling the truth. And I think food food is what gets me to a place where I get upset because when it comes to food, and when I say we, we as a culture, because I realize food is big ass business. Mm. And when it comes to big ass business, big ass business don't tell the truth. They don't. Hey, your phone's tipping out a little bit, oh, just so you know. No, I'm sorry. I was just, I was just saying, big business doesn't tell the truth, and that's what I think we are where we are in this country. Like, no one wants to tell the truth until we're left on a gurney, until 
go get surgery until we're faced with news like, oh, we're sick or we got this going on inside of our body. Nobody wants to face the truth because big business is run by, by, by the food company. And then you got big and you got pharma. And, and you got, yeah. It, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all connected. And, you know, and, and like you said, uh, unless you're informed on it, you know, it is what it is, but if you're informed on it, you know how to move, you know, how to, okay. Absolutely. And, you know, even with your medical stuff, even with, you know, certain food things, like you, like I said, nobody's perfect. Like, you know, and I, I, I highly believe in, um, um, a balance, man. You know, uh, anything you, you take in, um, anything you overdo is too much. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like, um, my family's from the South. I grew up on, you know, Southern soul food. So I've been taking out of my diet, like, okay, I can't eat this all the time. Now, granted, I, it's still my culture. So when we have holidays, when it's Thanksgiving, when it's Christmas, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we're, we're cooking those foods. You know what I mean? Mm. We're, we're gonna have, and I, it's crazy. Like my family from the south, so we eat the whole pig. We chilling. <laughs> we eat pig feet. You know what I'm saying? I grew up off that. And you know, some people, especially with chillings, like I don't bang with it. I love chillings, but I know <laughs> it's not good for me. You know what I'm saying? And that's definitely something that you cannot. Even if I had like, okay, pick my vice. Uh, if I gotta like control it, okay. Well, I only eat it on Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know what I'm saying? It's not an everyday meal you gotta eat. You, you take it in. And um, and the more and more you know, there's certain foods too. You just like, okay, I, I can't eat this all the time. You know, right? Um, something as simple as chicken. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you eat an egg. It's part of a chicken. Right. And then you get lunch. You get a chicken sandwich. God. You get dinner. You might get Popeye chicken. You know, whatever. You eating chicken God. all chicken day. It's a lot of fucking chicken. You know what I'm saying? But you don't realize. Same, same thing. Amazing. Yeah. Same thing with like sugar. You know, you're like, right, I don't right. like well, do you do you drink juice? Sugar in there. Absolutely. You, uh, you know, do you you eat fruit? Cereal. Fruits. If cereal, certain fruits you eat. Like if you just, which is fruit is cool, but certain fruits have, like, have natural sugars in it. So it's like, you know, once you put in all the things that have sugar, like, damn, I'm eating sugar all damn day. Here's all the right. thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And people have that conversation a lot. Oh, fruits have sugar. No, we're talking about the bleach sugar, the shit that's white, the shit that comes in a box or a bag. But the fruit, the, the, the sweetness that comes from the fruit is not actually sugar. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the table shit. We're talking about the shit that's been processed that doesn't really dissolve well inside of our body. And people always make that comparison, fruit has sugar. No, 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 no. Fruit has a sweetener, but we're talking about man sugar. You know what I mean? The, the, the sugar has been processed, that's been dyed and extracted, that, that becomes white, the table sugar. Kill us, and that's what's inside of everything. Like you said, it's in cereal, it's in orange juice, it's in our fruit snacks quote-unquote fruit snacks it's in everything and it's and and the crazy part is it's more addictive than fucking cocaine i know and i'm addicted and you know what's crazy what's crazy about about shit because that's my vice like before i go to bed i gotta eat (laughs) and it's like i'm trying to get that out of my diet but it's so hard for me i'm like damn i was like i gotta give it all the way up can i just like can i just can i slowly get off this (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i'm addicted i drink coffee i drink coffee in the morning I, i put I put sugar, I put sugar in my coffee, you know what I'm saying? Or um, you know, like I say, my family's from the south, so sweet tea, like I'm 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 putting a lot of fucking sugar in that mug, you know what I mean? Like that's what, you know, but it's like but that's my vice. You know, I know at least I know, and that's the thing too, know what your vices are and try it, because like we're not perfect. You can't just go cold, you know, uh cold turkey on shit. Some things are harder than others. Just be real. Absolutely. Just try sure. to 
try to keep yourself away from it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'll tell you this, if somebody puts some candy in front of me, some sweets, I'm automatically going to be eating that shit up. I ate the whole fuck. Mm. And now I won't realize I, I don't eat the whole damn bag. I'm like, damn, damn, my stomach hurt. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> <It was, laughs> we, we, we are getting older too. When you get older, there's certain things that you, you just can just eat all day. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And you got to you have to realize because sometimes too we don't even realize it sometimes we just like oh damn like even with um even with milk you know we you drink eat cereal you know kid love, who don't love cereal right and yeah. then especially in the black community we we uh i don't know i don't know the scientific terms for it, but we we had we, we start getting lactose but we don't know we just know that every time i eat this motherfucker now like why my stomach hurt runs, but you still eating that cereal you know what I'm saying? Right. Ice cream. <laughs> but you don't right. you don't even think to realize like damn that's Maybe I should stop eating this. <laughs> you get pepto <laughs> you get some tubs, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you get something to like, all right, I know at least because I still want to eat it. But technically, when your body's trying to tell you, like, yo, stop, stop eating this shit. Stop, yeah. putting, uh, stop, stop feeding this. And we have to listen. And sometimes, like you said, we don't listen until it's too late. You know what I'm saying? Until it's like, it's, we on the, the life or death situation. And that's when y'all, yeah. that's like nine times out of 10, that's when you always hear, oh, I changed my life. Cause yeah, I had this diet, I was getting diabetes, so I had this and I had changed my lifestyle. Boom, 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 I lost all this weight. And now they living that lifestyle, but they had to be pushed. So a lot of times you have to be pushed to uh, to change. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't pushed mm-hmm. to change, then you're not even, you know, you don't, you don't, you're not aware of it. You're not trying to change on your own. You're just gonna keep doing what you're doing. And that's, that's why you see the obesities. That's why you see so many people you know, um, later on have so many prescription pills, you know, you, you start seeing all these, prescri- you know, these popping pills and like, you know, not, not realizing that, yeah, you know, medicine is cool, but they're not giving you the medicine to cure it. They're giving no. you the medicine to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? You. So you can keep coming to get it. Thank you. Because know? you're, you're just an over-counter, you know, junkie, you know, because you keep going. Oh. You know, it's, you know, they, so it's like, it's just change, it's, and it's so, and like I said, the same thing with like anything else that's like just hidden in, pl- in plain sight. You don't realize what you don't. You don't realize the bullshit you're doing until somebody says it. So it's so simple, and it'd be the so yeah. simple shit. Like, oh damn, oh, I, that is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am. You know what I mean? It, 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 but then you don't realize until somebody say it to you. You know. I like to over counter junkie. Understood. Yeah. Well, that said, I got a second question pertain to the same thing but you know i like to kind of bring things back to specifically addressing the black community right. um with that said as black people right we're not from here we've been here for a long time but we're not from here it doesn't mean that we don't have rights to the land and all that much trying to get that deep with it. but when it comes to our diet our ancestors have been eating a certain way for a long time right, right. even the ones that were eating a lot of vegetables with that said can we truly have a optimal vegan diet without living in the parts of Africa that are that pertain to our, our different ethnicities? You know what I'm saying? And our different ancestral diets because while we do have access to a lot of shit in America, there's things that grow in Africa that just don't grow here. And there's not a big enough demand for it for you to get everywhere in America. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a there's a reason why, you know, being below the equator, there's more fruits and vegetables. And if we live in places like America, especially above the equator in America, how do you really have a, a uh, I guess the, can you really attain the, the peak or the best vegan diet without having ac- access to, uh, I don't know what they call it in America, but we call it chocho or dashin or, um, and these are just things that I know that, you know, exist in the West Indies. 
but there's a lot of things, even like tropical sea moss. Like, it's hard to get access to some of these things if you don't live in those areas or if you don't have a lot of money. And even when you have a lot of money, it's so many fucking fruits and vegetables in, in this on this planet that we're not really aware of. Like, it's like we think it's like 30 vegetables as the average American. It's like a million different fruits and vegetables on this planet. And you have to go to some of these places before you can even, you know, get access to it to introduce to your diet. But your ancestors prior to being brought over here or coming over here, whatever the case may be, that's what they lived off of. You do what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So again, as Africans, uh, diaspora Africans, can we truly have the peak diet without going back to Africa? Or at least at the very least having access to the majority of fruits and vegetables that exist in Africa and maybe nowhere else. You know, and and, and that's a great question you asked me because I think that was something I brought up a couple of days ago. Like, you know, are we as people of color eating the foods we're supposed to be eating? And to answer your question, you, we, we can have it. Nothing's, if, if we can fly a rocket to space, if we can fly planes and we can drive cars, that right there should be minuscule. But it starts with research. It starts with knowing, first of all, okay, where, where are these people from that we, that we originate from? Like what part of the continent? What are the fruits, what are the vegetables that are growing in that area? Because of course we come from the West Indies, which is as close as we can, close as we can ever be to Africa. Mm-hmm. We have to take those cultural foods and find them because when in every New York, there's an island, there's an island grocery store. And everywhere in DC, there's an Italian, the, you, the grocery store for your ethnicity is somewhere around here. You just gotta go find it. And once you find these men and women who are growing these foods or importing and exporting these foods, shop there. Because if you go to a local Safeway, you're gonna get the local food. You're gonna get your regular berries, your bananas. But I'm talking about the dragon fruits. I'm talking about the fruits that, that you know, the cassava, you, we talk about the okra, the squash, the stuff that you normally get from the ground back at home, you can still find it. You have to go out your way. And I think like, if you're truly a person who says, you know what, yo, my, what I put inside my body is very important to me, you will go outside your way and try to find these products, whether it's a fruit, whether it's a vegetable, whether it's some type of builder, whether it's some type of cleanser, you're gonna go find it because you know that's what belongs to your body. But to go back into your question, it can be attainable, but it's gonna take a lot more effort. And again, when it comes to food, we don't put in that much effort into food because we don't think food is that fucking important. We just wanna put something down our mouth quiet but at the end of the day, we have to go find these foods. So yes, we can go back to our cultural food. We have to do research and research and research to go find it. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, like I said, for, for those of us, I, I definitely agree, like, you know, going back to Africa, um, seeing how our, you know, um, how our brothers over there are, are, are living or just like the things that they have that um, they benefit of having that we don't. Uh, that that'd be great, but you know, for those of us who can't go over there, like like I was saying, you know, I know a lot of um, um, African stores, a lot of um, West Indian store, West Indian stores mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Are in this area that's that's here. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've been to one. I just there used to be one in. Um, well, it's still there. It's in Tacoma Park. It's an African. It was an African store. Um, I went in with my stepmother, and um, you know they had like a lot of West African. You know, and I, I was, it was cool. Cause I, you know, I never saw that, you know? So, and I was, I was, and I was me as a kid. So I just, you know, you just got to go there. But, you know, it's, it's just, if you're not, if nobody is 
exposing to that, you know, you wouldn't think to go there. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Um, you know, because my stepmother took me there, I know, oh, I can go, you know, I'm, I can go, I can go over here if I want to, you know what I'm saying? And um, just instead of going to the regular giant, you know, you know, the regular stores. Um, but yeah, that stuff has to be exposed. And I saw something recently too, saying that the reason why we have so many, uh, you know, African-Americans, we have so many issues, illnesses and, and uh, diseases, uh, especially when it comes to cancer, because we we're eat we're living a uh, we ha- we live a diet that is a, a Western diet. It's not it's not what we're supposed to be eating. You know what I'm saying? Standard American. Yeah, you know we, we're supposed to be more plant based. You know, um, and I agree. I mean, I, you know, when you change your diet, you, you you feel better. You know what I'm saying? Like when you mm-hmm. change your diet and, and you stop eating certain things, you you can. You feel better, you know what I'm saying? Um, emotionally, physically, um, it just what what you put in your body is just what you get. And um, I think we, I, I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there. No, definitely. And um, uh, I guess another, I guess perspective on that is, I think when it comes to trying to figure out, like you know, do that research and figuring out you know what we eat or what we're supposed to eat so much of the difficulty in that is that we've lost so much history we lost so much of a connection to africa yes and we have such a skewed view on africa that we don't realize how big it is too you know what i mean we don't realize that it has more vegetables than anywhere than maybe the the, the uh the rainforest and shit you know what i'm saying like africa has so much resources you know what I'm saying? It's things that we don't even use. So things that we've lost information on, even mm-hmm. in Africa, even in the land of Africa, there's things that they don't really fully comprehend. You know what I'm saying? And have so many beneficial uses or potential beneficial uses at the very least. And I, I don't know if, we'll put it this way. It's not possible for us to get there without us starting to re-identify ourselves as African, learn uh, uh, how to value those different cultures and those different ways of life because I feel like Africa is always looked at as second tier when it comes to lifestyle choices if not the the worst tier like we don't view Buddhism as a savage religion like how we would uh, an African religion you know what I mean let's just say the Baudoum what some people call voodoo or whatever like we don't everything that comes from Africa we kind of say like that's like that's almost like the last option you dig what I'm saying? We tend to look to white America or the European diet for our, uh, let's say, our compass as to what we, or what our, how we gauge what is important or where the information comes from. So I'm hoping that as time progresses, as we learn more about ourselves and realize how much, how many different cultures and how we have access or we have the birthright to take part in all of those cultures and take the bits and pieces that benefit us so that we can create this new uh, African understanding and respect for the ways of life and the diet choices that benefit us specifically. Not saying it doesn't benefit all of them, but us specifically, I feel we have to get back into that way of thinking and uh, that level of, of reverence for African cultures before we can get there as a collective. I agree. I agree, because food, food is powerful. Right. Food is power. You can start with many documentaries that you want to watch. You can start with talking to somebody who's vegetarian and vegan. This is going on for whoever's listening. Like, just give it a shot. Give it a shot, man. Veganism, vegetarianism is actually sexy now. It's not 
you know, back in the days, you eat a cold salad and you move on about your business and you go to bed hungry. Now your, your food is coming, coming colorful. It's yeah, coming yeah. like, you know, it's coming like the, the meat you love. It looks like the meat. It tastes like the meat, but it's just plant-based. Right. So I, and I, I agree with you 100%. But, oh, I ain't gonna let you lie to the people. It don't taste like the meat, nigga. I had a lot of vegan <laughs> shit. Ooh, a lot of vegan shit. There's some good vegan shit out there. I ain't gonna hold you. Some, right. you know, even Buzz Boys and Poets, because we made a, you know, reference. <laughs> we got a good vegan menu. But nigga, I mm. promise you, it don't taste like chicken. Chicken uh. is that motherfucker, bro. When it come to when it come to that taste universally, chicken is that motherfucker. We fuck chicken up in so many different ways. We season that in so many different ways. With the mind blowing. God. It's mind blowing how much chicken changes. We got popcorn chicken, jerk chicken, curry chicken, fried chicken, chicken chicken sandwiches. Nigga, I I could literally talk for 10 minutes just naming the different ways of chicken. Chicken. You know what I'm saying? And I think that we could be that creative with other things, but we also have to uh, recognize that we have created a uh, a very carnivore-like uh, culture, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and even if we, you know, a lot of times we try to make ancient Africa seem like a utopian type of place, like mm-hmm. especially like Egypt and places like that. But all of them niggas ate ate meat too, right? You get what I'm saying? But with that said, um, how kind of going a little bit differently? Like, how important is also not eating, like fasting? Like, how important is having times where you literally juice for a week or a month? I think extreme. Yeah, I, I think you just you know, and go, um, like what you said with that, like you know, just listen to your body. Like you know, we're programmed to, hey, you gotta eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> sometimes you wake up, I'm not hungry, because <laughs> I'm told I, I need breakfast. I, I gotta eat something. You know, it's lunchtime. I gotta eat something. Dinner time. Gotta eat something. If, if your body's not hungry, if your body's not communicating to you. Thank you. You know, then don't force yourself. Um, you know, because once you get real deep and realize that time, what is time? You know, what is, you know, you, you think about just like you going back to what we were saying earlier, you know, that your, your everyday, right? Your distractions, you know, um, even the year that we live in, I, I, you know, is it, we, we make numbers up. We make everything up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Year 2020, you ain't really been here for 200, you know, 2020, like we, We've been longer than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Throw a number on it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. The rat in China right now is some shit, nigga. It ain't yeah. funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> Ethiopia got a whole nother calendar. You feel yeah. me? Oh, yeah. So it's like, and even time, time is, is time, what, you know, we, we we just throw numbers together. You know, we try to make sense of things, but it's not, it's not, set, it's not sketch in stone. So the same thing with food, you know, is listen to your body. You know, sometimes, you know, I don't, you know, you, you just, if you're not hungry, you're not hungry. You know, it's not that you, but I definitely think too, what a lot of us don't do is like, you know, we get so used to um, eating whatever we want to eat that we forget that, hey, you do need vegetables and, and fruits. You know, just yeah. like you need to drink a certain amount of water or just water, you know, whatever, fuck the amount, but the fact that you got to drink water every day, you need to be eating vegetables and fruit every day as well. And, 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 go ahead. And, and you know how man messes us up mentally because you're talking about time? Man has done something so fucking conniving. Man tells us what food we should eat at a certain time. Like you said, there's a time called so we have to find certain foods to go in the breakfast realm, certain yeah. foods to go in the lunch 
realm, certain foods to go in the dinner realm, when it goes down the same fucking tubes that don't know what this is, and the tube that doesn't know what dinner is, it, it just goes down one tube inside the body. I mean, it goes through many tubes, but when right. it goes through the digestive tract, the digestive tract doesn't know fucking time. Right. It doesn't know time, it just knows what you put inside of it. And the crazy part is, you can eat fruits and vegetables any damn day long, any damn time of the day, morning, noon, or hour. It will not affect the digestive, digestive tract because they know it belongs there. Man has done some dumb shit by saying, here, eat a breakfast sandwich. Wait a minute, that's the same fucking meat I could eat in the afternoon. Meat right. I could eat at dinner, but you call it a breakfast sandwich. So mentally, I'm going to it's a breakfast sandwich. No, it's not. It's a piece of meat with bread that you can eat anytime that you want to eat. We yeah. created these times to think, okay, our bodies like our minds. No, it ain't. Our right. body doesn't say, no, we, I can't take that in because it's not 9.30, it's too early. You lied to us again, man. <laughs> but again, it, it, anyhow, but I, I agree with you. We, we do make up these false narratives of how we should live three times a day. You haven't even digested. It takes hours before your food digests and here comes breakfast, right? I mean, here comes lunch right after. And after you finish lunch, here comes dinner, and you still haven't digested breakfast yet? Right. Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, hold Come on. on. One, second, one more time, because I want you to answer this specifically just with fasting, too. Like, how is it important for us to fast, essentially? Should we also have a time period where we don't eat? You know what I'm saying? Like, we say every beginning of a month, you don't eat meat, or I'm not saying you don't consume vegetables, but let's say you go on a juicing type of diet for about a week or a day. Is that important, or... Is that necessary? Is it beneficial? Is it not? How do y'all feel? You know what? I would support it because when you say, hey, I'm going to fast, and there's a different type of fast, but if you're talking about fasting and at least getting some true key nutrients in your body, whether it's through smoothie or whether through juice and natural, natural foods, oh, I'm all for it because we don't take the time to put that stuff inside of our body. We, we put more junk than we do in our body. So when it comes to fasting, I agree with fasting, but you have to know what you're doing with fasting. You really because if you do it the wrong way, and if you do it for a long period of time, if you don't have some type of guidance or support, but I agree with you, fasting can be very important, but it depends on how you're looking to fast and what you're looking to do as far as fasting. Because like I said, some people do it, like you said, with juicing. Some people do it just all raw. And some people, period, I'm not going to do anything except water. And again, it could be dangerous, but it also can be helpful as well. So you're saying, to answer the question, yeah, I agree with you. It can be very beneficial to the body. Ooh. Filling on that one. V went to go get an apple. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where you at, V? That's some sour patch kids, V. Where you at, V? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, the crowd is giving us some love. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my. <laughs> okay. I appreciate the standing over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, no, I, I agree. Um, again, I, I, I go to. I don't think there should be a set time for fasting. I think that, I think that you should go off. You know, everybody's body's different. So, I might like to fast first thing in the morning. Um, some other, some other people might like to fast later on in the day. So, I think it all depends on your body and, and just listen, listening to your body. Um, you don't always have to eat. You know, you don't always have to because somebody tells you to. I gotta eat something. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just listen, listen to your body when your body should tell you that it. That is hungry and with his knees something because like the same thing goes for water like like I, i'm to the point where i i drink 
I drink water all the time. I might drink juice every once in a blue moon. I might drink soda every once in a blue moon, but majority of my diet is just water. Just water. Um, and I, I'll, I'll go off because, you know, I'm, I'm, I try to, you know, figure out how much water do I need on a daily basis. And some of the numbers I hear, I don't, I don't really know it off the top of my head, but it's like when I try to do it, I get bloated. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be drinking all this water. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, maybe, I, I just need it. If I'm thirsty, then I'll drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, just listen to your body. Um, and a lot of that comes with lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Because like, even when you're saying with the water, when you're drinking that X amount of water, sometimes people forget that you're also supposed to be taking X amount of steps every day so that you're sweating. Right, so absolutely. That water, you know what I'm saying? Um, also eating certain things that complement drinking a lot of water. You know what I'm saying? Like even bananas and things like that. You know, you want to make sure that you're not washing out all of your electrolytes. You know what I'm saying? And um, Or not necessarily all of them because you'll die, I guess. But washing out more than what you should. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, nonetheless, you know, I think this has been a productive combo. You know what I'm saying? This, this is a... Uh, something that we need to consider day to day and it's not an easy task but i i i uh what's the word i i want to empower people or uh encourage people that's the word encourage people to just consider these things more um every day and try to prioritize life you know what i mean prioritize all things necessary to continue to live and uh you know defeat death for as long as you can you know what I'm saying? And before we segue out, of course, I have a special quote that's going to chime right into this. Can I get some uh, music? And that's, that's a good one right there. A recipe has no soul. You as the cook must bring soul to the recipe, ladies and gentlemen. Again, a recipe has no soul. You as the cook must bring soul to the recipe. And this is a Get At You podcast. Thank you guys for paying attention, listening to us, laughing with us. Hope you've learned something. Spread love, spread joy. And we'll speak with each other again. And we got to get at each other before we get at you. Thank you. And we out. Peace. We out.